Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Puget Sound Board Game Players again. We appreciate it. So, we're going to do something a little different this time. I was thinking instead of having a story, we're just going to talk about games. So, if you listen to the podcast for the stories or our radio dramas, then you probably want to not listen to this episode because all we're going to be doing is having some friendly conversation about board games. Or maybe you do. Maybe, maybe it won't be so friendly. I notice before when, you know, aside from us coming out with a podcast every 18 years, when we discuss things, I'm going to leave it ambiguous <laughs> as to what time period we are recording this because so much time occurs between our episodes. So there may or may not be a pandemic going on right now. Oh, yeah. We may have, uh, we may yeah. have already cleared the pandemic or we, we might be right in the middle of it. At any rate, so um, we're going to be talking about games, so... Have you been playing anything lately, Pace? Oh, you know. <clears throat> no, I have no idea. That's why I'm asking you. Recently, I played something called Deep Sea Adventure. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, that's a Oink game, like the little mini uh, games. I don't know. Oink, I don't know what that means. Well, that's the publisher. Oh. Yeah, Deep Sea Adventure by... I think it's by Jun Sasaki to Goro Sasaki. That's just off the top of your head, huh? Yeah. All right. It sounds like a couple of Japanese fellas. Why don't you, ex yeah, Oink uh, originated in Japan and they kind of, uh, their thing is kind of about minimal real estate, I guess. Huh. Uh, so great games and kind of small packages. I wonder if their name in Japan is Oinku. Is that what Oink is in Japan? That's my guess. Oh. Anyway, why don't you tell us about Deep Sea Adventure, Pay? So, it's a pretty suspenseful game because <laughs> uh, you are a diver and... It's little tiles, and you place the tiles down, and the objective is to dive for treasure, but the uh, longer you spend down further along the board diving for treasure, the less likely you're going to make it back out alive. And why is that? So it's kind of a, a temptation versus... Like a risk-reward push-your-luck thing. Right. Uh, because there is a time... Oxygen. Yeah, it's oxygen. That's Everyone's, like, sharing the same oxygen. That's right. And everyone's uh, diving down to get treasure. And as, of course, as you go deeper, the treasure increases in value. So you might want, you might want to like not want the, the Walmart treasure, which is like low-hanging fruit. Yes, you make Walmart your way treasure. through like Target and then event Fred Meyer and then, I don't know, what's a prominent? Trader Joe's, perhaps. <laughs> what do you think about this game, Deep Sea um, Adventure? I loved it. I, I don't think I, I made it out a single time. <laughs> Yeah, um, the, the game's played in rounds. I, th I think it's three rounds, and you add up your value of treasure after the three rounds. Whoever has the most value of treasure wins. And, of course, it's that whole, like, try to get what you can and make it back. Yeah. Um, and you played it, right? Yeah, yeah. you and I played it. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of it? Yeah, it was good. It was good? Mm-hmm. All right. The, the pieces, the little tiles look like crackers. Yeah. Yeah. All it takes is one. That bothers some people, really, actually. I don't know why. Did the pieces look like crackers? Yeah. Why, because they want to eat them? I don't know. I didn't really ask why it bothers people, but I've noticed more than once that people complain about the piece. I mean, I like it. I, I, I like that it's it's a lot of game in a little space, and I think that's what Oink kind of excels at. We have um, we actually have the game here with us. That is... Whoa, how, how, whoa, I don't know whoa. What kind of, that is how uh, I don't know what kind of dedicated crack, we are to our crackers. I don't know what kind of crackers are people are eating, but I've never eaten a cracker. 
It kind of looks. It kind of looks. I could see it. It looking a little bit like one of the wafers that they give religious Catholic church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except maybe mint flavored because it's more of a mint because it's green. Looking see that. Yeah. Minty communion. Okay, okay, that's deep sea adventure. Well, I think we all like it. Uh, thumbs up for me. Very suspenseful. Uh, don't be too greedy. That's my advice. Because I say go all in every time. All right, let's move on to Nine Tiles Panic. Why don't you take a stab at that, Pace? All right, well, so this is Nine Tiles Panic. The designers of this game are Jean-Claude Pellon and Yen Merkel. Sounds yeah. like a little bit more European, although this... It's too, also an oint game. Which, interestingly enough, is out of Tokyo. So how did these two European guys get tied in with oinku? Uh, I don't know, but I know, I believe oint games traditionally is Japanese, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they only have Japanese designers pace. I mean, you know, That's expand true. your mind, yeah. diversity and all that. I think Japan's particularly diverse. <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking in this episode too, while we were like talking about games, I would answer, e- you know, emails, the oh, copious yeah. amount of emails we receive. And... Yeah, that's a great idea. Wait, you got emails? <laughs> at the, the Puget Sound emails. board game players at gmail.com. Yeah. We, we... We, we should probably hire someone to sort, I mean, just, just like... sort through them all. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway. These are emails from listeners, not like emails trying to sell you car insurance or something like well that? or emails uh telling you that our domain is uh, about to expire where you can go and see that at boardgameplayers.com um uh, we're still waiting for that big offer from a big game company <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> okay um so let's go back to nine tiles panic what are you doing in this game actually you have to uh race to create this town yeah you have a bunch of tiles and there's like certain how many tiles? Several. Three. There's several. It's tiles. nine tiles. It's nine like a, tiles. It's a three by three grid. <laughs> yeah. So the tiles, they have like different things on them. It's like an alien versus uh, like men in black type theme. Yeah. Uh, Register trademark. I, of, I, it's I was thinking more like an Earthbound. Earthbound. The graphics kind do of kind of look Earthbound. You got to stay away from video game space. This is a board gaming podcast. Oh, yeah, sorry. Anyway, don't cross the streets. <laughs> And anyway, so there's some that have like you know uh, ghosts or aliens. I mean, they're yeah. ghosts. They're aliens. Well, they're kind of ghosty looking no, aliens. They, they look Pac-Man. like ghosts, but they're they like look from like the Pac-Man. ghosts from Pac-Man. Yeah, but they're aliens. Which are aliens? Is the ghosts from Pac-Man aliens? Yes. Whoa, you're really doubling much, down on that. Uh, How do you know that? <laughs> this is canonical now. Who said? Because Pac-Man creator. Yeah. Who? Who's that? Namco, right? It's a Japanese guy. Oh, very good. <laughs> Pac-Man is actually from another planet. In Japan, he's actually known as Pakumanu. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Nine tiles panic. Yeah, so, so you have nine tiles. And um, you have your time. There's some sort of a ghost, ghost-like alien. Yeah, the, the art there. is very kind of simply, like he said, kind of. It does kind of remind yeah, me of and you have to like, uh, actually. And there's like a road. And there's rules you have to follow, you have to follow within for, a certain period of time. Correct. Like, what's the... I mean, it's different, right? It's different every round. Different yeah. each round, so... Yeah. Yeah, All so I'm you saying. have to have like most aliens stuck between two agents on the same road. Right. Uh, both agents are facing each other, and you get like points for like doing these things. Yeah, and it's like a race. Right. So you have to like take your tiles and like arrange them as quickly as you can. Certain rules on how you can and can't arrange, arrange your city. Arrange right. Your city. Yeah. It's, a, it's an hourglass game for for those of you who are big fans of the hourglass piece. I know. There are collectors. What? There is an hourglass. No, there, no, there are people that play only games that use hourglass time. Oh my god! They're called okay. glassies. So the things are like you might have like largest amount of 
citizen and dog pairs, most aliens on one road. And everyone has like the same access to the same tiles, which is kind of interesting. So everyone can like basically build their own little cities. I thought it was fun. A uh, little filler game. What do you think about it, Pace? I don't uh, know if it's something I'd play a lot, though, in terms of, like, replay value. Like, unlike yeah. unlike Deep Sea Adventure that we just talked about, I can see getting more mileage out of that, but... See, yeah, because there's only so many pieces, like, total, that you can work with. Combos, right. So I imagine it would get old pretty quickly. Whereas, like, Deep Sea Adventure is kind of more psychological. What, what were you yeah. saying, Ova? I don't know, I think I like this. I prefer this one to Deep Sea Adventure. Really? Why? I don't really see the limited pieces as, like, a hindrance, because... What you're trying to do is different, uh-huh. and there's always like the speed component. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're always competing against somebody for speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see where if you played it a lot and somebody else didn't play, you'd just crush them every time. Right, that's why uh, you would which, like, which would be an issue. But yeah, I mean, be like playing like any any number of card games. You know, they're basically the same, right? What, no what cribbage? What. Cribbage? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah but the, and it's still replayable. Yeah. <laughs> there's more variation in the card in yeah. cards than there is in the tile. That's true. Yeah. He's got you there. Are you a glassy? I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a a pure glassy. So that's nine tiles panic. Elvis is is a little more of a fan of it than Pace and I, I think. I think Pace and I, of those two, prefer Deep Sea Adventure. Keep in mind, there's actually so many point games, and I, I do like the concept of them just being able to just pocket a game and just take it somewhere and bust it out and play. That's not just like a deck of cards, you know, so. Um, but they have plenty of good... Are you busting out another oink game? I don't uh, know. Insider. Do you want to get into Insider? Well, we don't have to really get into it in depth, but it's just another example of a, a good... Do you like Insider? Game. You don't even know Insider. You're just taking games off the shelf. Is that another good glassy <laughs> game? or Is it a glass game? No, it's yeah. that one where... It is! <sighs> so glassies are really going to like... <laughs> no one knows what you're talking about with this glassy crap. Okay, you oh, remember man. Insider, right? Where like... I did I play this game? I think you played this because everyone, one person knows the word. Let's say the word is bathroom. And then everyone else is asking yes or no questions to try to get the uh, answer bathroom. But the trick is that one person is in on the word. So someone who is guessing knows the word. So he basically can't give himself up. Okay. I don't think I played this game. No. Oh. It's actually really fun. It's like it's like a gamery like twenty questions or where words, if you guys are familiar with where words. So basically, one person knows a word, and then everyone asks that person yes or no questions to try to get the word within a certain period of time before the hourglass. However, there's an, one person's the insider who knows the word, so someone might guess right away it's bathroom, and then people might think I'm the insider because I guessed it correctly, but maybe it just incidentally, maybe I just guessed it by luck, mm. right? But if the word is not guessed before time runs out, then everyone loses. So there's a little bit of a needle to thread there. But anyway, these all play quick. Uh, nine tiles panic, two to five players, 20 minutes. Insider, four to eight players, 15 minutes. And Deep Sea Adventure, 30 minutes, two to six players. Now, Elvis, I know you're just dying to talk about all the spectacular games you've been playing. What, was, uh, what have you been playing lately? You're playing Downforce. Downforce? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we played Downforce. Yeah, by uh, Wolfgang Kramer. Yeah. Game of high stakes speed. Yes, it is. Um, we also have this one right here in front of us also. Downforce is by Restoration Games. For those of you who don't know, Restoration Games are all about redoing older games and updating them, updating the rule set, updating the components, making them more accessible and stuff. Yeah, so, their motto is, every game deserves another turn. Right. But anyway... Downforce is a racing game. 
it opens up with an auction where you're betting on. Yeah, like this. yeah it's pretty fun. Yeah, where you're betting on uh, different racers and different car colors and stuff, and you might end up with one or two cars. And it's all about kind of getting your cars first. But you don't necessarily have to bet on your car. You can bet on other cars. Yeah, it's kind of like it's like a scoring system. And you kind of have three different ways to earn points. Right. By your bets. Well, really, I guess two ways. Uh, by your bets and then by winning the race with your cars. But then it, there's also the auction component where you can, you know, try to spend less money. And at the end, whoever has the most money wins, obviously. Yeah. And then, like, on your turn, you're playing a card that that'll move different cars certain number of squares so you might like for example if i draw a card that says six red four black two wild one green i have to move all those cars from top to bottom in that order that many spaces so there's a little bit of strategy involved as far as when to play cards and as blocking people in and that sort of thing and just because your cars didn't win doesn't necessarily mean that you won't win because you can again you can bet on other cars and can also save money by not necessarily spending a bunch of money on the cars, that sort of thing. But uh, Wolfgang Kramer, classic downpour. Nice. Really betting, fun. Betting sheets. Right. I think there's some expansions, too, with like more different tracks. Yeah, did you pick up any of them? I haven't picked up any, but I just had oh, two tracks. Yeah. Yeah, there is different tracks. Oh, I don't know. cards are really nice looking. Yeah, the little plastic. Good, good design. Little, good quality components. Restoration games is, is good stuff. All There's their a, little, good. A, a little board game lore for you. In, in 1996, Wolfgang Kramer designed this game and one called El Grande. Yes, El Grande. Um, that one. That's a big game too. That one actually yeah. won the Spiel des the Spiel des Jahres. That's game of the year. Yep. For 96. Yep. So this guy really knows what he's doing. Yeah, Wolfgang Kramer. Classic. Downforce is a classic. They're, if you're out there, Wolfgang, send us an email. Actually, after you played this one, Elvis, you went out and bought it, right? Yeah, I bought it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, um, wow. It's good. I mean, my kids can play it, too, so... You can actually play it with... Yeah, uh, Atticus plays it. He yeah. It. yeah. That is, um, you know, you know they say... I mean, he has a slightly different strategy than everyone else, but... <laughs> What's his strategy when he plays it? Uh, he just tries to, he always tries to, like, win all the cars. Ah. Uh, oh, like, in the auction? A, or he, like, picks a car that he just likes. Yeah. And he just tries to do that, and... Well, that's neat. Cool. Uh, another game I wanted to talk about... We got, oh yeah, Pandemic Rome. Yes, Pandemic Rome. For all you uh, pandemic kids out there, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, odds are you know what Pandemic is. Multitude of Pandemic games out there. I, I'm sure I don't need to tell you guys about Pandemic. It's a classic. Uh, there's very many variations of Pandemic. You could do uh, easily do a whole episode on just Pandemic games. Elvis, you recently uh, have been playing Pandemic Rome. Yeah. Because you're on like a Rome stuff kick roman empire kick yeah yeah um what's the, the podcast or the republic what's the podcast you guys live, listen to uh shout out mike duncan mike we love you mike which, which, which podcast if you're listening send us an email man <laughs> the puget soundboard game players at gmail.com anyway tell us about uh pandemic Rome. so you know it's like it's a variant of pandemic okay um but you're not fighting diseases you're fighting barbarian hordes <laughs> yeah. so you have um uh, Gauls. Yeah, Gauls. Uh, Vandals. Mm-hmm. You know, assorted barbarians. Yeah. Visigoths. And uh, I think. Oh, they came later. Yeah, I don't know if there's Visigoths in it. Mm. That, I can't remember. I can't remember the. I can't remember the hordes. All right. We don't have that game in front of us, right? Yeah, now. we don't. We don't have it in front of us. And I, I think I'm actually the only one that's played it too. So, <laughs> but it's pandemic. Um, so you have like different. You have like the different barbarians, and they'll uh, they'll invade 
same dynamic as like the virus is spreading in, right. in Rome or what, in regular pandemic map area. It's pretty much all of Europe. Um, oh wow! It goes from Europe though, Britan- like Panda- Britannia, okay, Britannia, and then Northern Africa. It's pretty much the same area that the Roman Empire covered. Yeah, yeah, and then all the way over to what? What era of the history is this? Well, I guess it'd be it would probably be the late. It's going to be late empire because you're trying to keep yeah. the Rome, the Roman Empire from crumbling. Oh, so right. say like yeah. three to four hundred A.D., late yeah. three hundred A.D. I don't yeah. know. There's different. You know, you can build forts. Basically, there's the big component is that there's like kind of like a battle. There's a battle component that's added to it, oh. where you can gather legions and then you can go fight the barbarians and then remove them from the board. That way, mm-hmm. it's probably the biggest addition from like regular pandemic. So there's a battle element you would that that's kind of like what makes the biggest difference between this and like OG pandemic. Probably yeah, and uh-huh. yeah, and you can get but other than that, it's basically the same. I mean, you there's different people have different skills. You can move around the map more quickly. Some people can like build forts. Well, that's kind of all the same as pandemic, right? But it's yeah, just different. It's theme. basically the yeah. same. So like the the, the the combat thing is kind of the biggest addition. Um, and then kind of the way that they spread, they kind of spread in like a way that like an you know like a invader would spread instead of like. They kind of like follow these paths that they have to like come into. Mm-hmm. What do they call outbreaks? Like a city would like fall. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So you have like revolts and then those, the barbarians will spread. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of like, there's things where you can like, instead of curing the diseases, you're trying to ally with the barbarians. Hmm. And then if you ally with them, you can like use them uh, in your armies. Yeah. That's it. Put them against each other. Yeah, because you can recruit them and then fight other barbarians with them. So how do you like this, like you personally, like how do you like this game... In comparison to original pandemic, so my own biases aside, <laughs> yes, I, I like it better than original pandemic. Ooh, but, blasphemy! Um, I've played it a lot more than the original pandemic, though. We were playing pandemic leg. Remember, you, me, and Kim were playing pandemic legacy. Yeah, like, well, I'm not talking about and legacy. They... I'm just talking like regular. Oh, just a regular, regular pandemic. Better than regular. No, yeah. Well, yeah, we can all agree on that, right? Yes. I think it might be. Is it number one on Board Game Geek right now? Pandemic Legacy or is it Gloomhaven? I haven't heard mixed reviews of Gloomhaven. No, I have not heard mixed reviews of Gloomhaven at all. I think uh, it's. I think it's universally acclaimed. Just so we're you know being consistent. Yeah. Uh, designers for this are Matt Leacock, of course, and Paolo Mori. Mm. Yep. Big Matt Leacock, of course, it's created a strong, original pandemic. Strong Roman name. <laughs> the other guy sounds like a gall there he is I'm, he's created all the pandemics he's uh, uh he created the original pandemic he created pandemic legacy um looks a little bit like john carmack who's john carmack the guy that uh programmed like doom oh yeah, yeah. did john carmack id id software right id software yeah did he do wolfenstein as well he did yeah you get you keep getting us on video games we're not talking about video games. Which is funny, because I actually don't play video games. You're like, out of the three of us, you play video games the least, actually. <laughs> yeah. so this guy really looks like John Carmack. Remember when you said that Steve Irwin looks like the guy from Guttermouth? Was that... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does. <laughs> okay, what am I looking at? Wait, wait, at? Elvis, look. John Carmack. Right? That's John Carmack, yes. And then go to Matt Leacock. Matt Leacock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? I don't know. John Carmack? I mean, they have like the... Matt Leacock. They have which kind of the... Ang- I don't know. I know. It's labeled on there. But they have like... Both have angular faces and glasses. That doesn't mean... Yeah. That's about it, though. Next game I want to talk about is When I Dream. This is a really good party game. It's designed by Chris... Darsiklis. Repost Productions. 
So this game actually comes with a sleep mask. See? Wow, that's yeah, neat. That's cool. Oh, and for you glasses, there oh, is a... Man, I'm not even making this connection, and you guys are like doing that with every Oh, that's game. a big one, dude. That's a good one. It's got yeah. yellow sand in it. Yeah, yellow and blue. Get the blue which, caps. Keep, which which I think it's fitting, given keep, the sleep theme and the, the sand, man. Keep in mind, everyone, it's just plastic, cheap hourglasses. There's no, there's nothing fancy about any of the hourglasses you in know, not Nine that. Tiles Panic, Deep Sea Adventure, or well, not with that outlook, but you do appreciate appreciate the subtle beauty of the of the hourglass. Look at this, look at that sand falling down like little flakes of gold. So in this game, one person is a dreamer, so they put on the mask, and the other people are giving one word clues to. So. Let's say, yeah, let's play this right now. Okay, so Elvis is the dreamer. He has He's got the, the mask on. He has the mask on. We is, have, this in, is this going to be in real speed or inception speed? It's real speed. We have uh, this game here with us. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. We're wait. actually playing it right now. Okay, so we have a, there's a deck of cards, and then Elvis, we are going to give you one word clues. Let's Here, let's do this side pace right here. Okay. All right. All right. You ready, Elvis? Yes. All right. Michelangelo. Uh, ar artist? Uh, Raphael. What am I supposed to do? Oh, he already said, he already guessed wrong. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. You just you guess the word. You only get one guess? Yeah. Oh, and then we move dang. it to the next one. But, but he doesn't know if he guessed right or wrong. We're just doing it. So um, so you don't need to, you can like, we're just going back and forth, Elvis, and then you answer when you're ready. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Sewing. Jacket. Fasten. Push. Seamstress. Punxsutawney. <laughs> Bill Murray. Groundhog Day. This is kind of like a $5,000 pyramid, but you can't yeah. see. Arthur. Damsel. King. Brave. Squire. Monty Python. King Arthur. Man, you suck at this. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I don't understand. You just say a word. It's one word. It, it was night. <laughs> uh, all right. Dole. Um... Pina colada. You say one word, man. You guys. Also, <laughs> that means um, that's a Spanish uh, juice. Can pineapple. Yeah. Horse. Stripe. Zebra. Yeah. Now we're getting it. Anyway, so you guys get the idea. So now, oh wait, okay. now recite all the words that you guessed. So basically, what the dreamer's trying to do is regurgitate that into some sort of dream he had right like i oh. dreamed that a zebra drank a pineapple mm. on groundhog day with king arthur yeah. or whatever and if they get all those right they get points for that oh. yeah but also they get points for everyone the dreamer gets points for everyone they got right or wrong mm. uh and the people giving the clues so in this case pace you and i were giving the clues to elvis they have their own uh point uh like own agendas basically so like the boogeyman wants him to get the questions wrong so the boogeyman will get points for each one that elvis got wrong boogeyman will give bad clues right the sandman's in there and it's complicated he wants the person the dreamer to get as many right as as many wrong and as close to equal as possible then they get points for that oh, yeah. yeah and then uh the good guys the fairies they want him just to get them all right mm -hmm. yeah so that's a fun game, and then just everyone basically takes turns being the dreamer, mm -hmm. and they add up your points at the end, and whoever has the most points wins.
So I know neither of you guys played that, but we just did. Oh well, kind of. <laughs> but yeah. it's 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 actually a fun game. I remember playing it once initially, and I was wasn't that like crazy about it. Mm. And, and then we played it at my game night again recently, and I had more fun with it than I remembered. So yeah, yeah, it's really the the sort of the cards and the art remind me of uh, what is it, Mysterium? Mysterium, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you have the what episode did we talk about that? We because that is that a free plug for one of our episodes, Teacher's Pet? What episode was that? Oh, I can't remember, but just go back and listen to them all. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we described a pretty good bunch of games here for you, and I think I generally recommend more or less all the games we've discussed here today. Just have fun with it. <laughs> with what? The games. Yeah, you know, you and your hot, you your hot takes, man. You just you constantly astound me. Well, I was thinking if if you can make it out to like a gaming cafe to sample the games first, it's always a good way to do it. Have you been to a gaming cafe? I never have. No. Have you been to a gaming cafe? I mean, there's that joint in. Uh, I don't want to mention it because I'm not going to give them free advertising. <laughs> but the one up in, north, up north. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Been mm-hmm. there, Seattle. So, yeah. I've been to a few. I don't know. It's not for some reason. It's not my thing to hang out at a random place and, and play games. I'd rather just do it at my house. Where do you buy your games from? Well, there's a place in Lacey. You Gabby's Gabby's yeah. Olympic Cards and Comics. Yeah, oh, you give them a shout out. Shout out Gabby's. <laughs> <laughs> you support the local business, All right? Good for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not exactly local. It's local. It's local for me. It's local. <laughs> it's local compared to. Um, you know the Jeff Bezos. Actually, that's pretty local. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. Did you hear that they put a guillotine in his front yard? Good. Yeah. If you goes our Amazon Jeff, sponsorship yeah. opportunities if now. If you're listening to this, Jeff, fuck you. Jeez. <laughs> you know what? It's ironic, Pace, because I think if I'm thinking back to late '90s. I think you were the one that pretty much told me about Amazon when we were in well, high school. When you were like telling me a good place to get books online. Back when they were, <laughs> back, back when they were a humble online bookstore. Uh-huh. I was a big fan. Oh. Things have changed. That's like Google, too. I was real. Yeah, you were on Remember? Google, too. Yes, and your book class. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mr. House. Shout out Mr. House. Yeah. Remember, he was all... <laughs> Eric, if you're listening. Is that his first name? Send us... Yeah, Eric. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Send, send us an email, man. Yeah. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, man. Your book. Yeah. Still uh, playing you weren't in, You weren't in your book, Elvis, so you don't know. Anyway, but... <laughs> Yeah, you really missed out on a, a crucial aspect. What was I doing while you guys were in your? Bed? I don't know. It was seventh period. What you have seventh period? I mean, shop, shop class. Man, you're asking me to fucking <laughs> asking me to delve deep. Man, might as well. I can't even. I oh. I wouldn't have remembered what I, period. You don't. I remember. I remember because we had uh, seventh was last T one T one connections. Right, it was the last period. And remember, we would just T1 play. Connection. We would just play. We had T one connections yes. in the late nineties. Damn. Yeah. That was Mr. House's like claim to fame. I remember we were playing. We were playing. Uh, what? What were we playing? I know. The, Unreal. The MP3 downloads. They were downloading MP3s. They went like, like so one. quick. Like, boom. Rolling Stones, Ruby Tuesday. Boom. Doctor uh, Bombay, SOS. Boom. Yeah. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, that was a good one. That's but a big shout out to Mr. House. But anyway, for yeah, us download music illegally <laughs> on, on school property. <laughs> Stupid. The T1 that connection. was like the Wild West days of the Well, internet. and then we were playing, We were. I remember like we were playing Unreal or something, and it was last, because your book was last period, Yeah. and uh, it, you know, school was out, I remember the bell rang, 
no one moved. Everyone was still playing Unreal, like, the whole time. And then I remember all of a sudden, uh, I was looking around, and people were lagging out. People were just floating in the air and stuff. And I'm looking around like, what's going on? Why are we all jammed up? And I turn around from my desk and see that every single computer someone's sitting in it. And and all of a sudden, like, everyone's, like, playing Unreal all of a sudden. (laughs) Are we going to answer emails? Yeah. Um, Let me see. Let's get to this. All right. Mailbag. Mail time. Puget Sound Board Game Players, boardgameplayers.com. Email us at thepugetsoundboardgameplayers.com. The last email I have is Coco Dreams likes one of our tracks. So shout out to Coco Dreams on SoundCloud. Coco Dreams? When was that? Uh, From five months ago. (laughs) That's the last email we have? (laughs) So please, uh, if you guys want to email us, we'll do an email palooza, and I will promise you, that we will email, we will read your emails here on the air, sure? on you, the air, huh? Are you sure you uh, refreshed? I'm refreshing right now. Look, wait a second. We have something new in. We do. Hot off the presses. No, we don't. Oh. So anyway, thanks for hanging in there, you guys, for listening. We appreciate it. We just want to do something different in this episode. So please check us out again on SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast. Future Sound Board Man. Game Players, Board Game Players. Email us at thepugetsoundboardgameplayers at gmail.com. Check us out. Hit us up. Play games. Have fun. Thank you very much, Oink Games. Re- Restoration Games, Repost Productions. Well, Thank you. They're okay. Uh, Thank you, uh, Roman Empire. Yep. All right. Thanks. <laughs>